your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Monday, October 18th edition of Lockdown Panthers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkRadio.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F. L.A. Panthers, and thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. You can follow the national show, Lockdown NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. The Florida Panthers, they continue to be hot to continue this uh, hot start to their season. Two games in, and Two wins, an early test against a New York Islanders team who have made two straight Eastern Conference final appearances. And though the Florida Panthers were a first round exit, the New York Islanders, on the other hand, are not off to the best of starts. Before this game against the Florida Panthers, the New York Islanders did lose their first of their 13 road games. This is a team starting off with 13 before they opened their new arena in Belmont Park. They start off with two losses, so on the New York Islanders' end, not a good look for for them. But the Florida Panthers, wow. Ten goals in the first two games. That's my biggest takeaway in all of this. Ten goals in the first two games. And all of those goals for the Florida Panthers are even strength. And right now, the Florida Panthers are 0 for 7 on the power play so far in these first two games. Not going to freak out right now, really, because the fact that they don't have a power play goal because they're still scoring even without the power play. So, and they got two wins out of it and are tied for the division lead with, weirdly, the Buffalo Sabres through two games, and there's still 80 games left. So, nothing to be concerned about so with the Panthers amazing how they're able to still score really whenever they want and speaking of even strength scoring Mackenzie Weger on that play to Anthony Duclair a reminder for the listeners um, Mackenzie Weger was one of if not the best defensemen even strength in the whole National Hockey League last year, and it really elevated when Aaron Ekblad went down with injury, and he, his ice awareness in the Panthers zone, getting it to Anthony Duclair, who just finds a way to beat Ilya Sorokin on the breakaway, and that's his second straight game with a breakaway goal. He had a breakaway goal in the second period, in the first game, and he gets another breakaway goal in this one. And I tweeted this from the Locked On Florida Panthers account right before the third period started that 
before the third before going through six periods of hockey that multiple players already had more than two two goals and were they were Anthony Duclair, Aaron Ekblad who got his first two in the first game Carter Verhage who also did as well and Sam Bennett Sam Bennett incredible a hat trick for Sam Bennett getting one of them right on the doorstep, the other one just a wraparound beating Ilya Sorokin, and then the last one was a snapshot right through, and he was already building his confidence throughout his first two goals that he said that he was going to go for. And on the last one, Matt Kirsted gets his first career NHL point. Matt Kirstead didn't play too much last season as he was just um, signed from the University of North Dakota and grooming himself in, and he had an opportunity to play with uh, Marcus Nudevara uh, being out, and he's making the most out of his opportunity, and he got a point, his, his first career NHL point. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau in this one, he got his 500th career NHL point in this one. The first Florida Panther player to ever reach 500 career points. He is the all-time leader in points for the Florida Panthers. And Alexander Barkov, he scores the fifth and final goal for the Florida Panthers. And on Barkov's goal, he was uh, he fell on his back and then slid towards the end boards, which was a little concerning at first. But then uh, Alexander Barkov was able to uh, get right back up Barkov's first goal of the season, and now the countdown is on for Alexander Barkov to break the all-time goal record for the Florida Panthers. Now Alexander Barkov is seven goals away from breaking the all-time goals record for the Florida Panthers. So when it's all said and done, the Florida Panthers are going to have two players who are going to just be one and two in all-time points and all-time goals in Huberto and Barkov. And the guys are just, just continue to just set the tone for this team and show the leaders that they are. But I want to go back to also Sam Bennett and 18 points in 12 games this season in this young season three points in two last year was 15 points in 10 so so far that equals nine goals and nine assists in those 12 games for the florida panthers there was a lot of uh skepticism when the move was made the 10 games that he played for the Florida Panthers, he had a career high in shooting percentage in the in that little bit of time with 15.4% shooting percentage. And before that, when he was in Calgary, his shooting percentage was at six in 38 games, being a bottom six player. And just, he's been able to just continue to show why he's a fourth overall pick back in 2014. And man, my goodness. That that trade, you go back to it and you still make it every single time. And Sam Bennett is just man. There there's many things to say about how great he he's been for this Florida Panthers team. And of course, 
numbers are going to be skewed at the very early parts of the season. So at this point, shooting percentage is at 33%. So not sustainable. So you're going to likely see that shooting percentage go down in the next few weeks by a lot. But hey, so far so good getting that hat trick in the only the second game of the season. But just goes to show that Bill Zito making that move last season and combining him with that line of Jonathan Huberto and Owen Tippett along with sprinkling in an Anthony Duclair here and there from last season and mixing and matching. And man, that that that's just been a that's just been a great trade. And let's also talk about Anthony Duclair as well. Anthony Duclair has been hot in these first two games that Joe Quenville has even put him on some first line minutes based on how hot he is. And that just goes to show once again the confidence and the flexibility on the lineup. And of course, Sam Reinhardt still doesn't have a goal right now in his short time with the Florida Panthers, but that's also not an indication of who Sam Reinhardt is and nothing to really look down on him for, for being swapped out with Anthony Duclair late in the game. So that was not, that's nothing to freak out about, but the fact that you could just start off the season with Anthony Duclair in the fourth line and then scoring in two consecutive games, if you want to win championships, your bottom, the bottom part of your roster has to score. And I don't know if Anthony Duclair sees top line minutes in the third game against Tampa, but if he does, I don't have an issue with it. He's been he's been performing well. But at the same time, if you do keep him on that fourth line, you you'll get the scoring from there, at least so far, and then you'll get the scoring that you need from the top line because you you you've got goals from Barkov who has one and Verhage who's had two so far. So great things to see from so far from this Florida Panthers team and man, the Many great things to say because <laughs> there's not so many great things to say about the football side of things in uh, South Florida. So the Florida Panthers are, are in my opinion, the talk of the sports town as they should be. But I mean, basketball season hasn't started for the Miami Heat, so I guess uh, we don't know what they will look like. But so far with two wins and averaging five goals a game in those two games, small sample size, I'm not going to. I'm not going to deny that, but so far when you could if you could score five goals consistently, you're going to be well on your way, but it it's like I said with the Florida Panthers my concern has always been when their offense is shut down against great defensive teams, how are they going to how are they going to play? But this was a game where the moment it was 3-nothing, I knew it was over because I talked a little bit on the bonus episode on how the New York Islanders were one of the, not only the least penalized team, but their goals against, they were top two in the NHL. But scoring, I looked it up just now, scoring, they were number 21st last year, and they made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Final, and they were 21st in scoring. So the 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 fact when it was three nothing even when the floor, even when they gave up that power play goal i i still i still had the confidence that the florida panthers were still going to win this game because the new york islanders just their ability their or 
inability to score a lot of goals versus the Panthers, it, it you just knew at that time that it was going to to be over once it, at least for me once it was three nothing. So in the next segment, we're going to continue some goalie talk based on Saturday night's five to one victory against the New York Islanders. So keep it right here on your first listen of the day, Locked On Panthers. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch all the games live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible devices required content varies by package Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as the Florida Panthers came off a 5-1 victory against the New York Islanders on Saturday in Sunrise, Florida. And let's talk a little bit about Bobrovsky. Uh, I mentioned this with the host of Locked On Toronto Maple Leafs, Mike DiStefano, about that there is a chance that because Sergei Bobrovsky Becomes a, has become a dad that it might create a little bit more energy for him as he's hitting the ice, that excitement of becoming a dad. But also, he did mention a great point about, hey, him becoming a dad could also maybe be a distraction and be waking up at certain times of the night to rock the baby, change the diaper, you know, all the dad stuff that dads do. I, I, w- I wouldn't know. But... <laughs> Uh, with Sergei Borowski, great great start, and of the five goals that he's given up, only two of them have been on even strength, with the Florida Panthers giving up two power play goals against Pittsburgh, and then the one and only goal in the Saturday night's victory was in the third period, time of the goal was at 3.33, so pretty early on into the third period after the Florida Panthers were called for a delay of game. Oh, let's talk about delay of games, actually, real quick. Through two games, they have three delay of game penalties. The first one in game one was with Sergei Borowski hitting it out, and the Panthers got two more in this one. One the at the 1040 mark in the second period, and then the 320 mark in the third period. And it's And it's crazy. I talk all about how the Florida Panthers are scoring these goals at even strength and only giving up two goals at even strength. The Florida Panthers have given the opposition quite a few power play chances, and the other the the power play chances have gone through a little bit of a undisciplined play. And Coach Q talked a little bit about uh, the the penalties on. Friday's presser, if you want to go back to that, uh, I did have a bonus episode about what I saw at the press conference and what Coach Q talked about when I visited the Florida Panthers ice den in uh, Coral Springs. But yeah, the, the, there's a, 
yeah, two two delay of games on Saturday, and man, uh, not a not a recipe for success. I talked about it after Thursday's game, and I talk about it now. It's uh, two games, eighty games left, and maybe hopefully we don't see any any more of those. But yeah, uh, uh, quite a few unforced errors that are just giving the opposition chances, but no harm, no foul. I know it's no harm, no foul, but I think it's worth mentioning because if it continues and the Florida Panthers are not scoring the goals that they are scoring, then these mental mental errors could cost them some gains. But right as of right now, it's not costing them anything. But back to Sergey Bobrovsky. He, so far through this young season, through two games, has a 935 save percentage and a goals against average of 2.47 small sample size and of course the numbers are skewed in the beginning of the season and his team is 2-0-0 when he starts why do i say his team is 2-0-0 because if you do follow me on twitter i do have on my bio that says quarterback pitcher and goalie wins are not stats which they're not stats they're because there's more than just that person, that that position that determines wins and losses. So the team is 2-0-0 because Sergei Borovsky's um, goals against average in year one was above three and in year two was just under three. So And the Florida Panthers still won a lot of games because of the simple fact that they scored a lot. And those numbers could be the same without the offense and then the record goes in a different direction. So there's many factors on co- when it comes to wins and losses. So I don't want to say that he specifically is 2-0-0. And that's something I hope that many people in sports start to change the vocabulary based on wins and losses for quarterbacks, pitchers, and goalies. So the team is 2-0-0 with Sergey Borovsky starting. But great, great start for him, too. And mentioned that he becoming a dad has that newfound energy. And honestly... With Sergey Borovsky's start, you would think that even if he were to get a loss or to give up a lot of goals in consecutive games or and keep things close in back-to-back games, you could probably see Spencer Knight early. But honestly, even with these first two games, I I would still probably roll him out there for a little bit uh, until until like maybe like game five or six and you'll see Spencer Knight uh later on in the season especially again when you see the the 10 million dollar man is making what he's making then so far he's getting his chance to prove his worth and so far so good and I also got to be careful with saying 10 million dollar man now that Alexander Barkov got paid so the when I refer uh 10 million dollar man I'm referring to uh the goalie Sergey Bobrovsky but so far so good uh and and his performance and the only one was a power play goal and two even strength goals against for Sergei Bobrovsky. And this was also something that stuck out to me was something that Billy Lindsay said in the radio broadcast. And one thing I'm going to try to do more this season, because sometimes I go a little bit without listening to the radio side of the broadcast versus the TV side of things. Be- because, you know, 
I'm watching it on the TV, writing the note, my notes, and then listening to it as. But I've also want to experiment here and there with having the TV on mute. Nothing against Goldie and Randy Moeller, but having it on mute and also listening to multiple sides of things. Maybe have a commercial break where I listen to Doug Plagans and Billy Lindsay, and then the uh, and then the next commercial break I put on the regular TV broadcast. Why? To get two different perspectives on the game based on the radio side of things. And of course, the radio side of things is more descriptive because you just have to. But something that Billy Lindsay talked about on the radio broadcast on the second game of the season was for Bobrovsky, you just don't forget how to play the position. And Billy Lindsay is very high on uh, Bobrovsky heading into heading into this season that about finding his groove about that you just don't forget, and he he likes what he sees so far. I'm, and I'm per- paraphrasing uh, Billy Lindsay's words, but he spoke in deep length about how you just don't forget to play the position. And great great to see that uh, Sergei Bobrovsky is off to the start that he is. And hey, chances are he will probably get the start again uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday, which is their first uh, real test of the season. So. The the cats are used to early on with uh, home and home against the Tampa Bay Lightning, but hey, they still get one of those early tests against their uh, cross state rivals. Even though it is one of four matchups against this team, and it still win or lose, you'll likely see this team down the line, possibly in the playoffs. And this is the first of many tests to see. How well you challenge against them, even though once the playoff starts, it you throw that out the window. So Tuesday you have a chance to prove your worth against this Tampa Bay Lightning team. In tomorrow's episode, I'm going to go more and preview the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But in the next segment, I'm going to go over the division and how the Panthers stack up against the rest of the division through this young NHL season. So keep it right here on your first listen of the day. Locked on Panthers. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You want to know what my favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the cookies and cream. What? Cookies and cream, anything, ice cream, goat bars, any, anything cookies and cream related. Why not? It's a very obvious choice. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are built bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. Order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. 
Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that great? So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at Built.com. Third segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So before we get to the division, the Charlotte Checkers opened up their season uh, on Saturday. And Alexi Heponiemi did score for the Charlotte Checkers in their first game of the season in a 5-2 to two loss. And in their second game, which was just on Sunday, Lucas Carlson got two points, a goal and assist. Chase Prisky got an assist as well. And Zach Delpy gets an empty netter for a 4-1 to one win with an assist from Maxim Memon. Maxim Memon, who made his way back to the U.S. to play for the Florida Panthers, it made his uh, checkers debut this weekend. So don't know when we will see uh, Maxim Memon again, but the hope is that he will get an opportunity to... Uh, come back sometime but as far as the division goes for the florida panthers and how they stack up with the rest of the atlantic division buffalo strangely is 2-0-0 to start the season after getting a shootout win against the arizona coyotes on saturday so and also their first game of the season was a 5-1 victory against the montreal Canadiens, started by sam montembeau so Sam Montembeau is again is in a situation where the goalie and carry price is in the player assistance program due to mental health issues. And once again, hope for the best for Carey Price on on his mental health and his injury as well. The Toronto Maple Leafs are 2-1-0 after starting off hot. And the Tampa Bay Lightning just the other day on opening night had, after losing to Pittsburgh in game one of the season we're down six to four against the detroit red wings just the other day tyler bertuzzi had four goals against the tampa bay lightning and the lightning they were able to catch up and beat the detroit red wings on opening night on the day that the panthers played opening night excuse me Um, and they defeated washington on saturday night on the road and detroit is 1-0-1. So starting off and Boston, they haven't they they played their first game of the season on Saturday. They they if if you thought the Panthers had to wait a little bit to start their first game of the season, Boston had to wait all the way until Saturday to play their first game of the season. They beat the Dallas Stars in their first game of the season and Ottawa is 1-1-0 as well with two points. So Florida Panthers are tied with the Buffalo Sabres to start off the season with four points in two games the toronto maple leaves have four points in three games so they're tied for first with buffalo at a points percentage of one so great start for the panthers great start for the division lead for this team and early test on tuesday against the tampa bay lightning and tomorrow's episode i will be previewing the game against the tampa bay lightning Review a little bit of how they played against them last season. Review a little bit of how they looked in the playoffs. And review a little bit also about the preseason on how that could spill over to Tuesday's matchup as this will be their first regular season test 
against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark as they'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And when you're done listening to this episode of Lockdown Panthers, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Collin leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience to help you every day in your fantasy hockey league. It's free and available on all platforms, so follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.